from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Yes, Cox, you're with you. We're live outside of PNC Arena. We're in the plaza between PNC and Carter-Finley Stadium. Can't miss us. we got two tents right here next to WRAL as well. We'll get into that a little bit later on because they got pregame and postgame coverage for you if you want to find things on the television side. But Luis Fernandez is so excited to get inside the building. The man is wearing a sweater right now. It is in the low 70s, but he's in a sweater with a full button down and tie underneath, full pants, Listen, boots going on. I don't have long socks at the very least. Congrats. Thank you. No, like, listen, okay, the hockey purists are not being represented in these conference finals because oh, they're good for be, because and you know for I, I wanted to make sure they felt at least some kind of connection there. I'm sure they feel because you know what is the oh I looked this up highest latitude of the games that are left is actually not Raleigh. Is it Las Vegas? It's Las Vegas. It is Las it's Vegas. It's like 34 versus 35. It's very it's it's minimal. It's very minimal the amount of it. it's Ooh. windy out here. Yeah. By the way, I'm sure you guys can hear that through the through our headsets and through our microphones, but. It's a great day to be tailgating out here. I know there's actually people in the parking lot already behind us here at 3 o'clock are already tailgating. Um, I, I was actually at a grocery. I went to Harris Teeter earlier today, and I actually had people I'm wearing – I was wearing a Whaler shirt earlier. People going, go Canes to me. There you go. Just walking through the grocery store like, go Canes, go Canes. The excitement for this has been building for a while, and ever since this team got here in the 2019 2018-2019 season, the anticipation of getting back to the conference finals has been building since then because we got a taste of it then. We, being the Canes, got swept in 2019 against the Boston Bruins, but that team also wasn't supposed to get there. They weren't ready. They, they were ahead of schedule. They were ahead of schedule at that time, but now they're actually going in with expectations of winning this series. The national media, a lot of people picked the New York Islanders to beat the Canes in the first round. Understandably so, Canes had a lot of questions with goaltending because Anderson was hurt. A lot of questions about where the, where's the goal scoring coming from because Sveshnikov was out and Patch Reddy obviously been out for a long time. And then eventually in that series, Timo Teravainen got his hand broken. We'll get into that here in just a second. But against the New Jersey Devils, even though the Canes had won their series in six and Devils were just coming off a seven-game series, a lot of people picked the Devils. A lot of people picked the Devils. A lot. The Carolina Hurricanes. But Canes smacked them around in five games. Just, just dominated. They did outside of game three straight up won that series cleanly like wasn't even close no but now we're getting into a series against florida where games are expected to win it's that and that to me is what's been i mean from from like a fan perspective right you go from the team that is not supposed to be there back in 2019 yeah and the way that this program this team has evolved since since then over the past four or five years mm -hmm. to a consistent playoff team that if they don't get to the eastern conference finals then people are final people are like oh What's wrong with the Canes? Why didn't they do it? Why can't they get past the second round? Yeah. When you transition those expectations. And then just in the postseason itself, to go from this team that, okay, hey, you finished second in points in the regular season. Hey, good for you. But, oh, you're injured. And you're just kind of, you had a, a really bad last month of the regular season. You just barely won the Metro. You play hockey in North Carolina. You play hockey in North Carolina. When, when you combine all of those things, even Rod Brindamore said, you know, during the availabilities leading up to this game, that, hey, most of the people in this room probably didn't pick the Canes to get this far. And he's yeah. like, I, I understand. I get it. That makes sense. But but at the same time, now everything is flipped. Yep. You look, you go back to, you mentioned the Devils, right? The beginning of that second round series. The, the Canes were the betting odds underdog in yeah. that series against the Devils. They were, I believe, I want to say, of the eight teams remaining in the second round, they were like 
hanging out around five or six in terms of best odds to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. And now you check all the different sports books, and they are the favorite to A, advance in the Eastern Conference to beat the Florida Panthers. Yeah. And they are the favorite to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Plus 200 consensus last time I saw. The next closest uh, from a consensus board perspective is uh, Las Vegas plus 240. So, I mean, it's it's wild to have that much of a turnaround. And my question is now, Canes, how do you handle that? Is that something you just, oh, you don't, you don't care, you don't even think about it, just goes over your head, you're, you're focused on the game, focused on the locker room? To go from, you know, the, the hunter to the hunted, at least from a national perspective, I don't know. It's 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 a tough it's a tough razor's edge to walk, but fortunately, they have a really good head coach in Rod Brindamore. That they do. We'll, we'll, we'll get into Rod Brindamore and his connections with Paul Maurice, the head coach of the Florida Panthers, and the, there's a lot of connections between these two organizations, uh, both from terms of personnel and just literally legit, literal family connections between these two franchises. But I think Carolina is obviously coming in with an underdog mentality because again yeah if rod is acknowledging the fact that hey a lot of people were picking against us i guarantee a lot of the, the players on the ice saw that too oh yeah so i bet they've had this underdog mentality this whole time but so does florida because you look at how florida panthers you get into the second thing here at three o'clock of our top three things to get into with game game one here tonight carolina again being that underdog literally was a betting underdog against the uh, new jersey devils well, Florida Panthers were betting underdog in their two series as well. They had to come back from down three games to one against the Boston Bruins. Had to win two games on the road in Boston, being down three games to one. And they won three games against Toronto in Toronto, winning that series 5-1 in the conference semifinals. That's how they got to where they are right now. They have won seven of the last eight games. It's impressive. Seven of the last eight, and five of those seven wins have come on the road. But here's my here's why I get into this. Can Florida win more than one game at PNC Arena? Well, let's I let's ask the other two can. teams that played in PNC Arena this postseason. How many games did they win in the in PNC Arena? Combined one. 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 Florida, in my mind, because Carolina, the whole road bugaboo thing is done. No, that's that's because uh, yeah, like they they're three and two on the road. Which I'll take three and two on the road in the playoffs. Yeah, it's it's the playoffs. It's the playoffs. I'll take three and two on the road in the playoffs. But can Florida? win at least one game here at PNC Arena. I think they can, yes. But can they win two games at PNC Arena? This building makes a massive difference. Canes have the best home record in the playoffs. Not even close. They won 83% of the games at home. Not even close. I don't know the way that building, it's an intangible thing to measure, but that crowd is going. And again, people who are coming here tonight, you this literally does play a factor. Visiting teams have acknowledged multiple times. Yeah. yeah, that place is just different. I think uh, Matthew Matthew Kachuk did Matthew earlier. Kachuk, yeah, Kachuk, yeah, he he did that earlier, just like this week, talking about yeah. how how loud it is. It, it's it is a thing. It is a thing that people know, and you know you can't put your finger on it because it it is one of those intangible things. But it makes such a big difference. Yeah. So I mean, especially when they have to double up essentially what other teams have done, winning yeah. you know one game so far. If this series were to go to seven. My opinion, Florida has to win at least two games here at PNC Arena. In a seven-game series, That's they're going to have to win two. I don't see it happening. That's why a lot of people, I, I, I'm going to say Canes and six in this one. That's my prediction right now. I'm going to put it down, Canes and six. Okay. Because, okay, for example, if things have played out the way the first two series have done, Canes win the first two games at home, they go on the road, they lose game three, they win game four. Okay, Florida can come in here and win game five, but Carolina can win in game six and go to the conference final. 
I'm a, I mean, that's that's honestly what I could see this series playing out. It honestly wouldn't surprise me if they're 1-1 going into Florida. If they're 1-1 going to Florida, but they're also coming back here to PNC Arena tied 2-2. Yep. And the Canes, again, went in in six. Uh, one quick note here, Table Terra Vinen literally had surgery four weeks ago today. Like 28 days. Literally four weeks ago today, had surgery on it on his broken hand. Uh, here's Rob Brennamore on the importance of having Table Terra Vinen back in the lineup. You're always talking about your players that when they're at their best. So when he's at his best, he's an elite you know, passer, and he's actually very one of our better defenders. So, you know, great penalty killer and obviously make plays. So you, you definitely you want him in the lineup if he's ready to go for sure. And it looks like he is ready to go. According to the Lions morning skate this morning, he was skating alongside Jordan Stahl and Nant Martin Natchez on that line where Jack Drury have been skating. Drury now moving to the fourth line alongside Paul Stastny and Derek Stepan, which means uh, Mackenzie McEckern out of the lineup, it looks like, as a healthy scratch. But everything else locked in tight. That's Luis Fernandez. Dennis Cox here with you at PNC Arena. We're in the plaza getting you set for game one tonight, the Eastern Conference Finals. That is exciting to say. Game one, Eastern Conference Finals. Conference Finals for the NHL starts tonight, and it's here at PNC Arena. Ram Hill producing us back in our Raleigh studio. We got in a little bit about how Carolina got to this point, and again, about how Florida got here as well. But we're going to dive into where Carolina can exploit the Florida Panthers the most next. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Maybe you're on your way to the Ooh. airport or something like that. Paint the someone picture. up or dropping someone off, whatever it is. You're driving around. Hope you get the windows down. You're getting amped up for tonight. The anticipation to get to this moment mm. has been building. I don't, I don't care if you're riding in an Uber. The anticipation's got to be building. Tell, tell your Uber right. driver, turn it up. Exactly. The, Lower to, lift. Yes. Because today, right here at PNC, is what matters in this town right now. Yes. And I know for the community at large, it's not just not just Raleigh, but the state as a whole. Because, again, this, thing, it's, this, this team has a fan base across the state. Now, obviously, mostly concentrated here sure, in, the, sure. in the Triangle area. But... I know there's a lot of fans out there in Greensboro. There's fans in Charlotte because for a long time, the Charlotte Checkers was the minor league affiliate yeah. of the Carolina Hurricanes, which I think now they're the minor league affiliate of the Florida Panthers. Go figure. Um, time is a flat circle. It really is. Um, but I know there are a lot of Carolina Hurricanes fans that were there because it just made sense. The, the, the anticipation of like, oh, like the rookies and stuff I didn't get to see play down here. I get to go see them now watch them play with the with the big team at the, at the NHL level. So across the state, We've always talked about this, how this is the one team that every fan base can can dive into. Mm-hmm. Um, because here locally, we obviously know we have State, Carolina, Duke. Right down the road, Greenville, got East Carolina. Go out just a little bit of West. Like if you're, if you're on your way out to Asheville, you might make a pit stop at Winston-Salem. Wake Forest is right there. Uh, but even going down further, even down uh, – might be down on the coast. You get some people that are fans of UNC Wilmington. They're a great basketball program. So there's a large contingency of fans in this state that are, lack of a better term, 
splintered in, in all the different subsets of college sports that we like. But this is the one team outside of the Carolina Panthers that we can be like, hey, this team's ours. Well, e- even this team, and, and, and the, our state right now is on a national spotlight. Yeah. And that is super cool. Absolutely. I mean, even even with the Panthers, I mean, there are a lot of yeah. NFL fan, longtime NFL fans who will root for, you know, the Washington football team or the, you know, like the Falcons or something like that. One of those teams that have been here longer. I mean, yeah. and it's just so, so to have that kind of you know, camaraderie, if you will, everyone kind of coming together around the Canes, especially with the success the Canes have had. Like, well, while you are seeing people, you know, hop on the bandwagon, if you will. It's they've hop been on there and it, hop on exactly. This is not no one's trying to gatekeep the Carolina Hurricanes. No, and I, I that's the thing. Don't don't gatekeep the Carolina Hurricanes. Continue to build this fan base. Yeah, exactly. And I think as well for for example, like myself, I'm a transplant to this area, mm-hmm. and for me, not only is this the place where I live, but this is the place now. I've I've made this place my home. Yeah. And this now this team this city is my home, and. That is something I've bought into. It's like, yeah, this is my home. This team's part of it. I'm buying into that. This is my community now. I've been invested in this community for over a decade. And I've been invested as a fan of this franchise for over a decade. And that's what matters to me most is that this is my hometown. Like, I became a fan of this team during the doldrums of that 10-year run. But I was like, this is still my home now. And this is the team I'm buying into. Well, and it's it's the memories that are created too, sure. right? Like uh, my, my family moved here in 2001. Okay, so I kind of, I essentially grew up here. And I remember in 06, you know, being a little kid, you know, like you, you appreciate like sports, but you're not necessarily like the biggest fan in elementary yeah. school, middle school. But I, I crystal clear remember, you know, driving down Capitol Boulevard, driving through Raleigh and seeing the banners hanging from the light posts yeah. saying Carolina Hurricanes, Stanley Cup champs. Yeah. And those memories are, are what's created, and that's how a new generation of fans comes about. And, and that's what you're seeing happen with the current iteration of the Carolina Hurricanes, having the success that they've had over the past five seasons, especially. Yeah. And now with an opportunity here, halfway to lifting Lord Stanley's Cup. Eight games done, eight games to go. And one thing as well, for a lot of people that are fans of this team, or a lot of people who have moved here to this area in the last five years, so they weren't here to experience yeah. the Stanley Cup. So they haven't, and a lot of them weren't even here in 2019 when the Canes got to the Eastern Conference Finals. So for a lot of fans, this is their first experience with it. And I think it's great. Yes. I think it's absolutely great. And we're seeing more and more youth players get involved in the in junior Canes and just enjoying hockey as a whole from this area. And the fan base is just continuing to grow and grow and grow as people invest in the community, invest into the area around here. And that's something that someone who has, again, fallen in love with this place in terms of like Raleigh and just even just the triangle as a whole, but Raleigh specifically, since that's where I live, seeing it grow to me excites me because we always have talked about this week about the community in this area is a hockey market. Yes, it really is. It is truly a hockey market and the way this area has embraced it. So, yeah, even longstanding Canes fans continue to invite new people in, educate them on what's happened here with this franchise over the years and why this why this matters, why getting here matters. I know this fan base doesn't take it for granted. They shouldn't at least. No, because we also know what it's like to go, at least for longstanding fans, what it's like to go 10 years without having going to the playoffs. Yep. So, yeah, we don't take this stuff for granted. Even for people that are Carolina Panthers fans, same type deal. They don't take going to Super Bowls and playoffs for granted because nope. it doesn't happen all the time. Uh, so, again, I know this fan base, this area really, truly appreciates 
what's going on down here. Now, getting to actually what's on the ice. Yeah, let's get out, get out of our feelings and emotions here for a second. No, it's totally fine. I mean, to me, I, I, I like to, as best I can, relate to the people that are listening to us because I'm a fan, too. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people out there, like myself, have moved here and have grown into the fandom uh, here as a Carolina Hurricane. Now, but on the ice tonight, looking at where Carolina can actually exploit the Florida Panthers. If you look at the overall stat numbers in terms of five-on-five five versus special teams, we always hear this is what actually hurt Carolina in the playoffs last year against the, the New York Rangers. Yep. Special teams is what hurt them. It comes down to two things. Goaltending special teams, right? That's really what it comes down to. Five X-Factors. We saw the New Jersey Devils game five. That series end on a power play goal. Yep. Literally. It's how that series ended. It was on a power play goal by Jesper Faust. But something that Carolina has been the best at in the NHL this postseason is the penalty kill. They've killed off 90% of the power plays that they've that they faced. 27 of 30%. 90%. They were second in the NHL during the regular season at just over 84%. Yeah. So overall, their penalty kill has actually been better. Now, in the first series against the New Jersey Devils, they only allowed one of 18. That's 94.4%. One of 18. That's as good as it gets. That's absolutely stellar. In the second round against the New Jersey Devils, the Devils were 2 of 12. That's 83.3%. So that's right there on the clip of right around the 84% that Carolina was at during the regular season. So yeah. 2 of 12, one of those came uh, in that 8-4 blowout. Yeah. And then the other one was actually in game five. Yeah. Uh, was where those two goals are, were actually scored. But overall, Carolina has won the power play penalty kill battle this postseason. Yes. But one thing that Florida, or you were pointing out to me, mm -hmm. Florida Panthers, overall, if you look at the overall numbers, their power play, I'm sorry, the penalty kill has stunk. They're bad. only at like 60, just over 65% but, bad. But it's a it's a kind of a tale of two rounds. It is. Yeah, so with when you look at what the, the Panthers did against the Bruins, right? The Bruins, they scored on 11 of 27 power play opportunities, which PU stinky stinky terrible and then when you look at the toronto series against the maple leaves the leaves were two of 11 on power play opportunities yeah much better and the leaves they were not bad in the regular season during the power play they were uh top top seven maybe even top five in power play goals scored during the yeah. regular season so that the question is okay which which version of the penalty kill is going to show up for the panthers is going to be that one that was garbaggio against the Bruins, or is it going to be the one that had a lot of success against Toronto? Yep. I don't know. We'll see. And Freddie Anderson overall in the games that he has started, he started all five games against... I think for... He started all five games against the uh, the New Jersey the Devils. Devils yes. Also started game six, that closeout win against the New York Islanders as well. This is including that terrible game three. Freddie Anderson in this playoffs, he's 5-0 and in six games. That again, this includes the 8-4. He, he was he was on record for the first four goals in that 8-4 loss in Game 3 against the New Jersey Devils. But he's 5-0, goals against of 1.8, and a save percentage of 931. Again, that's with that terrible start in Game 3 against the New Jersey Devils. Well, and, and we talk about the, the penalty kill so much, too. And, yeah. and a big part of the reason why they've had so much success is because of what Freddie has been able to do in the penalty kill. Yeah. He's only allowed one power play goal in the postseason. Yeah. 941 save percentage when they're one man down. So it's a combination of factors, but the, the goaltending and the, and the penalty kill really have been working in tandem. Yeah, and the the, the two power play goals scored by New, De New Jersey Devils in their series, one of them, can, again, came with that 8-4 win. Yeah. 
it was like one of their latter four goals when Kochekov had had came in for Anderson and all that. The game Again, was done. That game was already done at that point. So yeah, he's only allowed one power play goal in his six starts. Has Freddie Anderson. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.